Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday. Holy crap, Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio Matt Tamanini. And I'm Arts and Culture Writer Ashley Steves. I forgot the possessive. I, yeah, yeah. Radio, <laughs> it really threw me off and I was trying to mimic it myself, but it actually broke my brain trying. That's right. Yeah, yeah not that hard. Um, yeah, you know. So, Ashley, we are back together recording for the first time in over... It's been a bit. It's been a week because we had the, the yeah. Thanksgiving holiday. I had a ton oh, of yeah. interviews last week, yeah, which I've already talked boy. about. I did another interview on Tuesday that'll be coming out later this week. It is with um, Melanie Labore, who is currently starring as the nurse slash Angelique in Angeliet on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Had a ton of fun talking to her. If you didn't know, she was also the original Mrs. Phelps and Matilda, both at Stratford upon Avon and then in the West End. So we did talk a little bit about the the new film adaptation of Matilda and how just how cool it is to have seen all the different people play the role that she helped originate in and I guess 2010 so a great conversation with her so keep an ear out for that of course I am just days away from coming up to New York before we started recording uh, Ashley and I were talking about my schedule we're seeing yeah. like three things together at least yeah knock on wood so far yeah, so well, good yeah <laughs> Until you get sick or something, and I, uh, I said, "Knock on wood." I did. You? I knocked on my. <laughs> okay, I good. knocked on my head. There you go. Um, Beautiful. So it's going to be great. Um, once I get the the last few slots filled, because I've still got some stuff that I'm waiting on, uh, I'll share that schedule with everybody. But I think it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good schedule. It's, actually, it's not too bad. Yeah, I yeah. would be jealous if I wasn't seeing most of the shows already, or I've already <laughs> yeah. seen them. So yeah, or with me, or going or with, with me. You. Yeah, exactly. Or to be honest, they're with already you, on the calendar for the month of December. Yeah, usually when we see t- tickets together, you're going shows together. You're going with me, but actually on two of the three, I'm going with you. Yeah, uh, I'm your plus for one real. rather than the other way around. So this is very nice. It's a nice little swap. Um, yeah, but anyway, if you want to hear all about all of these. shows, Shows that I'm seeing and all of the interviews before anybody else head to patreon.com slash broadwayradio broadwayradio.com slash patreon alright first up in the news actually a story that I feel like we have been telegraphing we thought this was going to happen who could have thought I know the fact that back in September, the Phantom of the Opera, the longest running show ever in the history of the Broadway announced that it would be closing in February and then yesterday <laughs> it said never mind no we're not closing in February no Instead, we're making the too sh- much money which we've talked about. Like, it's uh-huh. just, it's insane. Anyway, they have pushed back their closing to be, to now be April 16th, 2023. So two months later, they said due to quote, high demand for tickets. Yeah. We've talked about this. Phantom, come from away. Dear Evan Hansen, as soon as these long running shows announced they were closing, like, four, five, six months in advance, even longer for Phantom, they started selling like they were new again. So this is not a surprise. We've also talked about the fact that we don't actually think this is more of a a closure. We think this is more of a move and a relocation, Um, although that has not been announced or confirmed by anybody. But they're saying, just kidding, we're going to run into April, which is a really interesting time, uh, Ashley, because I feel like if they were really going to close in February, either they're going to renovate the Majestic or somebody else would would have wanted to come in there. Now that they're saying, just kidding, we're going to close in April, nothing can come in there for this spring right. Tony season. Yeah, I now, thought about that. There are some shows I know that are thinking about coming in over the summer. So maybe they do like a couple month reno of the Majestic and then something comes in in June or July. But it's just an interesting time. I thought the February made sense because that would mean it would be open for somebody else. But the April 
time now is is kind of curious, I think. I thought it was kind of curious, but now at least as far as one article I read on Tuesday, they are actually planning on renovating it from top to bottom yeah. as soon as they're done. Oh, full. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it would make sense. And if they had it closed in February, there would be enough time to get somebody else in ahead of the incredibly already busy season um, to get in before that Tony eligibility cutoff. But yeah, if they're keeping it open to April, there's no obviously chance of something else coming in. No one wants to come in in the summer. So it's a really good time to one have this extension for literally as long as they can if they're planning on, I would, assume the renovations will take a year maybe maybe even longer um but yeah yeah it depends on how much work they have to do they've been in there for a while so i mean i went sage the place yeah i I went and saw it with my brother and niece back in march and i thought the majestic was in great shape like i don't know what it is backstage and i don't don't think i went to the bathroom but so i don't know what that situation is all like now um but like i thought it was still looked great and it still looked in in really good condition i didn't feel like the seats i was in were beat beaten up like a lot of the older theaters are but uh, but we'll see what happens. You have a lot of theaters that are doing renovations right now or have done renovations in the past couple of years. So even if they seem like they're in good condition relatively, maybe not so much. And like you said, also yeah. backstage might be a very different story. And mm-hmm. over the past few years, we've had changes to health and safety standards. So they may need to do some things backstage to kind of meet some things a bit better as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to one show that is staying in its current home for a little bit longer to another show that we now know what its Broadway home will be. As previously announced, the Academy Award winning star of many, many films, uh, Jessica Chastain, will be coming back to Broadway this coming spring season, not necessarily mm-hmm. spring, because we actually found that she will be bringing a doll's house to Broadway beginning performances on February 13th. When I think of a show to celebrate Valentine's Day, I think of a doll's That's house. That's it, right uh, there. <laughs> That show will officially have its opening night on March 9th. We also found out, which I feel like we kind of knew, even if we didn't know, it just makes sense with everybody involved in the kind of show that it is, that it will play Broadway's Hudson Theater. This is a show that Mm -hmm. has been the home, other than um, Head Over Heels, of star-studded limited run engagements, mostly, Mm -hmm. I mean, mostly of plays, but there have been... um, uh, that's Open where, with the uh, musical, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where, um, Sun in the Park was, yeah. but it still was a limited star-led production. Yeah. So this makes a ton of sense. Of course, it is being directed by Jamie Lloyd, the acclaimed, uh, British director. Amy Herzog is providing the, uh, the adaptation and it will just be running for four months, 16 weeks <laughs> at the Hudson. Get on so. in there. Yeah, people are going to want to be getting Tuesday tickets Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you'll be there on Tuesday night. I will be mm-hmm. there on um, next a week and a half. <laughs> next a week from Thursday. I'll be hey. there on Thursday the 8th. So, um, so love to see it. Um, one more big casting and show related thing we found out the previously announced, um, uh, benefit concert for, of chess announced its complete cast on Tuesday, joining the previously announced Darren Chris, Lena Hall, Ramin Karam Lou, and Soleil Pfeiffer will be some great folks. Bradley Dean will be playing Ivan, uh, Tony Award nominee Sean Allen Krill will be playing Walter, and Tony nominee Bryce Pinkham, who has been a guest on here on Broadway Radio a couple times, I believe, will be playing the Arbiter. We will have 
the rest of the ensemble in the in the show notes as well. Again, this will be playing the Broadhurst Theater on December twelfth at seven thirty p.m. I will be there. Changed my yes, whole trip will. so that I could be there. <laughs> yeah, it's um, the chess trip. This one. Yep, uh, James Marino and his wife Laura will also be there, so I will be ah, seeing them. Nice. So very excited about this, and this is, of course, is a um, also a not surprising. Concert. James will be there. That's a given. Yes, my love for this, like I rearranged my trip to be there so that I could be there because I want to see chess in yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James decided he wanted to be there because he wanted to see one specific actor, perhaps the one playing Florence uh, Fassi, <laughs> yeah, uh, in person as well. <laughs> different. I mean, I love her too, but uh, very different. But James that. is but a this, big chess fan too, no? He he is, yes. But I think yeah. he's probably even a bigger Lena Hall fan. But yeah, uh, that's so neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, an entertainment community fund production, so it will benefit the organization formerly known as the Actors Fund. All right, moving on to your segment that you look forward to most every week, oh, yeah. Ashley. Ready. Last week's Broadway grosses. And this one is fun because it is coming after the Thanksgiving holiday weekend in which everybody has uh, the prices gouged to make the absolute yeah. most possible money. <laughs> um, overall, they were actually down one show from the previous week. So there were 33 shows running last week on Broadway. Despite that... And despite the fact that they were down 1% in terms of attendance to come in at 259,298 butts and seats, the grosses were up 21%. So when I talk about price gouging, that's what I'm talking about. Although you can call it dynamic pricing, whatever you want to call it. exactly. That Uh, business jargon bullshit. Yeah. But they were up 6.5-ish million dollars over the previous frame to come in at $37,475,773. There were a lot of shows that were in the black by set by six figures or more. I'm not going to run through them up because there are actually more shows that increased over $100,000 from the previous week than there were shows that did not. Mm. Uh, So that is not a surprise. But I will say that the biggest gainer of the week was The Lion King. No surprise. Followed followed by Cursed Child, Wicked, Hamilton, Aladdin, and then Phantom of the Opera and Beetlejuice after that. Um, So again, these shows that are family shows, these shows that are... Season shows. Yeah, those are the ones that always hit. Music Man, I didn't know that they could make more money than they already did, but they increased about $356,000 as All well. All Nicole Kidman's seat. Jesus, it's a heartache feels good in a place like this. <laughs> um, overall, Music Man, of course, was the number one grocer on Broadway at $2,865,542, followed by Lion King, not uh, not Hamilton, uh, to come mm. in at $2.7 million. Hamilton was at two point six. Wicked at 2.3 and Phantom of the Opera at 2.2 million dollars. The rest of the shows, uh, above 1 million dollars in descending order are MJ, Funny Girl, Cursed Child, Aladdin, Beetlejuice, Moulin Rouge, Six, The Book of Mormon, and Juliet, Into the Woods, and Leopoldstadt. Hades Town was like five tickets away from it. So we'll count that uh, as yeah, well. Better. Uh, unfortunately, the show at the very bottom of this list was Ain't No Mo to come in at $125,702, although it did see a fairly decent $22,000 increase, uh, so that is uh, nice for them to see. Of course, the previous week had been 
um, when they were kind of shuffling around opening dates. So I'm not sure when the comps fell, but it's never good when the average ticket price is at $27.02. That's not sustainable. So hopefully the reviews that came out that were pretty positive earlier this week will uh, generate some, some increased ticket sales. The second show from the bottom is a show that you and I saw that we absolutely loved, Top Dog Underdog. Absolutely. Uh, people need to see that. K-pop was next, then the Ohio State Murders, which is still in previews, and then 1776. Overall, you would think that there would be a lot of shows that were uh, north of 100% capacity. There were not. There were only two. Of course, the one that led off our show, Phantom of the Opera, was at 101.46% capacity, and MJ was at 100.42. Those were the only ones. Uh, mm. six, six was at 99.4%. We'll count that, that, that as well. One. Why not? Yeah, of course. Why not? Let's yeah. do it. Um, all right. So let's move on to some other news. This is something that we talked about previously, uh, in the late summer, uh, late summer, early fall, but the stage directors and choreog- uh, choreographers society took official legal action against the Broadway production of Paradise Square earlier this year, seeking to recover outstanding royalties and fees, as well as pension and health contributions owed to the musical's director, Moises Kaufman, uh, choreographer Bill T. Jones, and three specialty choreograph, uh, choreographers who worked on the production. But, as of uh, Monday, a New York District Court judge ruled in favor of the organization, saying that Paradise Square Broadway owes the petitioner over $140,000 in addition to over nine k in attorney's fees and costs. <laughs> we are still waiting to hear... Um, on what the conclusion is for the United United Scenic Artists, local uh, 829, that took a mm-hmm. similar legal action against them. Actors' Equity has also taken a similar legal action. So this is the only Everybody one that, as far as I know... Everybody has taken similar yeah. legal action. Yeah, name and, an organization. And hopefully, and hopefully, this is the last time that yeah. any of these organizations ever work with Garth Drabinsky. Yeah, it would be nice to not hear that name ever again. Ever. Ever. Okay, I won't okay, say it again. We're moving on. All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> in news that made me think that I might want to fly to the UK for the holiday season. Okay, great. It, it, it was announced that the All-Star West End Sondheim tribute concert, Stephen Sondheim's Old Friends, will air on BBC Two this holiday season with a premiere date to be announced. It will also stream on iPlayer. Might have to uh, bust out our old friends ExpressVPN. I was going to say, ExpressVPN.com. I may or may yeah. not be using them every day. Yeah. I have no idea what <laughs> well, you're talking Channel about. Channel 4. Yeah. I have not at yeah, all not ever used them soul. to see some early seasons of Great British Bake Off. No, Bay. never. Um, Anyway, the uh, event was filmed in May at the Sondheim Theater and was simultaneously live-screened at the Prince Edward Theater. The upcoming BBC airing will be the first commercial release of the full event beyond the initial simulcast. Just some of the names that participated were Michael Ball, Helena Bonham Carter, Patula Clark, Rosalie Craig, Judy Dench, uh, Maria Friedman, uh, Damian Lewis, Julian Ovenden, Bernadette Peters, uh, Jenna Russa, Russell, Amelda Staunton, Charlie Stemp, Michael D. Xavier, and more. Just absolute fantastic people uh, involved in that. So I'm really looking Not forward to shabby. hopefully. Yeah. 
hopefully having the opportunity to uh, see that one way or oh, another. We'll see it, I'm sure. At and least I will. Maybe point me in direction. I will certainly see it, and then uh, we'll pass along the joy. Okay, great. Love it. Yeah. Love that for, yeah. for you and love it for me. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's wrap up the show with a feel-good recommendation. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, I spoke with uh, Melanie Labore from And Juliet on Tuesday. Monday night, she was not there, but she uh, definitely watched it because she retweeted it. Uh, uh, members of her company performed on The Tonight Show. They did the part of the show, which is a mashup of Problem and Can't Feel My Face, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really fun. So you get to see both the Juliet and, I guess, spoiler alert, Romeo. He's not dead. Um, What? I, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. No one Jeez. dies in this show. Oh, my God. Uh, so uh, they did a performance of that. I will say, watching Lorna Courtney perform, she is – she's like – she could be a pop star. Like yeah. she is – a lot of times we talk about musical theater people singing pop songs and it's just like – it's it a little like it's, it's a little cringe. the conservatory. Yeah. Yes. It's a little cringe. It's not great. It's got no soul. And it's, it's, it, like you said, I, this is one of my complaints all the time is that everything is the, the conservatorization yep. of, of all Broadway singers. Um, she does not have that. She is a legit no. Broadway person. She's been in multiple, I think this is her third Broadway show. Um, I know she also did Dear Evan Hansen, but she's a musical theater person. But when she sings these songs, she sings them like a pop star. Yes, and indeed. They are fantastic. The real so, deal. Yeah, so definitely, definitely recommend you check this out. Also, go see her in Anne Juliet. That's also why, and as I'm looking at this on YouTube right now, um, there's a picture of Eva Nobelzada. Another reason why I love her so much is she just has a voice that hasn't gone through that. She didn't go to college, um, but she just has a voice that is different and unique. And as I've said before, I think she's the the theater voice of her generation. It doesn't have the emotion tapped out of it. 100,000%. We say this all the time, and I'm going to say it one more time before we get out of here. It's like, there are so many people that go through these musical theater conservatories, whether that's the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, Carnegie Mellon, Michigan, wherever, where they are incredibly talented they can sing they can dance they can act they're all incredibly attractive people as Mm -hmm. well but they do nothing for me they just don't they do nothing like yeah there you go beautiful gowns um you know but that's why i like people like eva and and lorna where they just have something electric about them so yeah i've been historically drawn to the odd voices of musical theater so definitely wilbur barrett weed is again um i'm completely screwed that up barrett wilbur weed yeah nice there we go like that there you go um anyway so great people lorna courtney and juliet because yeah about weed <laughs> I, I that that actually is probably more Elmer Fudd than Porky Pig. If yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, a but bit both, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Somewhere I was in going, the middle, but neither great. Neither here nor there. I was going more with the stuttering than the lisp, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of both. You went with a little bit of everything. Yeah, got one mm-hmm. more problem without you. Sure. All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No This Is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful hump day. I can't believe it's Wednesday already. Oh that's flying by. I mean, it's uh, Tuesday to be fair. But I mean, we'll, when we'll we're recording, yeah. but yeah, you know, whatever. I can't believe anyway. it's already the end of November. Is what I can't believe. That's very true. Woo. Tomorrow, tomorrow will be December. And uh, that's crazy. Crazy sauce. 
<laughs> it's a flat circle. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day. We'll Can talk to you tomorrow. Me.